Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If this is for you, not now because now you're going to be pumped. After this call, bro, you'll do a thousand <laughs> right? But it's after. Right, you see that dude that just passed. See that dude right there with the with the weedita there and his yeah, his, yeah. <laughs> his energy. Right, there's no energy there because the guy's yeah. like, no matter what, it's another lawn I gotta cut. Right, with this thing, you gotta have a certain energy, man. That people are gonna see, people are gonna feel. They'll be like, I like this Roger guy because this is capitalism, bro. Where the winners win. What's your podcast? The Coach HP Show. <laughs> I love it. Coach HP. HP, like what man. a vibe. You got a yeah, great vibe sure. going on. We're vibe. happy we can meet great you. Great energy. There we go, bro. Three, two, one, boom, right. and you're on, dude. Talk to me, man. What's going on? Nothing much, man. I, uh, I've i got a pretty cool journey, and I, and I really wanted to reach out to you because I really respect and admire kind of what you've been doing. Just simply flat out from the positivity. Right, I think right. this world needs more of that. Like, it's just every, you know, every parent out there is handling it different, and I've seen a lot of things from, you know, my years of playing and what I've been up to. And we need more positivity. We need more believing in themselves. And, and I just I really respect what you've been up to. And I just wanted to connect with you, man. And, and I can't thank you enough for this. Seriously. Of course, bro. How old are you? I'm 28. So you're 28. All right. And how far did you play? I played. I got drafted um, with Oakland 2016. Okay. Um, played with them for about a year and a half. My whole career was full of injuries. Like since my junior year of high school. Where'd you go to high school? Florida Christian. Okay. And what are yeah. you a pitcher? I was a catcher. I was a catcher. Oh, yeah. Catcher, but 20 year old catcher. Dude, that's that's perfect. Okay. So what are you trying to do now? Talk yes. So I uh, played professionally with Oakland after that, after a year and a half, um, decided to hang up my cleats, went on to medical school. I'm currently in my third year of medical school at the moment. And about six months ago, I got this idea. Um, so I bought a yellow school bus, straight up yellow school bus, completely tore it apart mm-hmm. and uh, built my home, my podcast studio, which is where we're talking from right now, okay. literally an L.A. fitness parking lot. Awesome. And um, and my purpose is to travel the country teaching baseball and creating content about baseball, but specifically educational. 13 year old me, you know, 13 year old me didn't really know how to play, what to do, how to work out, how much to throw, all those things. So I went online to find it and I didn't really find much. What I found, I mean, back in the day was Albert Pujols workout, this and that. And all I did was give me a lot of unanswered questions and I just got hurt. So I, you know, I got the experience. Plus I went on to med school and learned everything I could from that side because of that. Um, And now that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to bring professional baseball to the baseball community. I'm just trying to give everything I know out, you know, I love it. So how can I help you, bro? Talk to me. Yeah, right now, I think it's just exposure is just getting it out there and just being able to connect with people that are doing it just to learn from them. I think one of the biggest thing is be around the people that you want to be at, you know, their level, because that's okay. They're not going to bring you down. Let me tell you what I would do if I were you. Okay. Yeah. And, and Roger, with this kind of stuff, bro, I'm so honest with this because I wish I would have had me mm-hmm. talking to me when I started. I, I started this 
not that long ago. Uh, twenty four four years ago, maybe the show two years ago in twenty twenty. Yeah, so four years ago, um, when I started, I was thirty seven. Hated on by probably eighty percent of the people because I was the first guy in Miami, uh, vlogging in places that nobody <laughs> did, you know. And everybody yeah, yeah. was like, "What does this guy know?" Whatever. And I wasn't. I was never. I was never vlogging how to block a ball or that yeah. I'm the guy that teaches the best hitting. I care less about that. I was just saying, look, this is perspective based. This is a relationship play. And I was sharing everything that that I saw and what I saw that people were winning and what I saw that people were losing. Right. So people get the problem with your thing is. And then I looked and I remember you reaching out to me and there's a reason I remember you reaching out to me like, dude, I got a podcast and I go, perfect. Do 100. I think it was 50 or 100 episodes. Hit me up. I don't think you did 10. Well, right? I have I have 35 done. 35 I just got to put them out. How long? When was the last time you put one out? Uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. And you see what I'm saying? It has, and it hasn't been, and I'm not making excuses. It's been from the side that I bought the bus four months ago or six uh -huh. months ago now, and I built out the whole bus. Right. So by the, and I have the whole bus recorded. Um, I just, I've been doing so much that I haven't been behind the computer editing. And that's Perfect. my problem. And I take full responsibility and for so that. Th this is why I say that. Okay, so. Right. Are you single? Uh, no. So you got a chick? Yeah, she's with me. Perfect. Kids? No. Okay. So when I started 37 years old, right, I had come back from Las Vegas. I was the man in Las Vegas. We're talking about that. My club, which I started off as a promoter, and I ended up becoming director of nightlife of a club called Hyde in the Bellagio. I lived at the Aria Hotel. Dude, I, on a four-year run, imagine. nobody, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Nobody, and I don't drink and I don't do drugs. So I had the top gambler in town and I was just an assassin. I got my PhD, how to deal with people, right? I moved back to Miami. Only reason I come back is I never wanted to come back. The only reason I come back here is to marry the love of my life, which is my wife, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Freak situation, knew her in high school, saw her one time. It was the hottest guy I've ever seen. <laughs> Reconnected again, bro. I don't know how many years after. So I'm doing that, right? We had a place, had this beautiful place there in here in South Miami. They had this beautiful outside oak trees was gorgeous, bro. And I started doing content. What happened? I started, I started building up my lesson thing. And, I'm, and, and I go, I'm not going to be the last guy doing lessons for sure. I'm not going to be doing baseball lessons. So I start seeing this content thing. And what is this? But I go, I don't know how to edit. I don't have a camera. Like, I, I don't know any about this stuff. So I reached out to people. Everybody promised they would help me. Nobody helped me. Yeah. So I took my happy, positive self to the Apple store and I learned, I took a two, a two month course twice a week. I learned how to edit on iMovie. So hold on one second. Hold on one second. You're good. You're good. Hello. Huh? You just called me. Oh, sorry. Okay. Bye. You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, bro. Let's see where you're at here. I got lost. Let's see if I can talk to you. Oh, <laughs> oh, here you are. Okay. So, bro, I come and I literally would do a video, right? Let's say I, I work with you. I work mm -hmm. with you in a cage, whatever. I would record it, do a video, and I'd be up till three, four in the morning editing because it just took me forever and it took me forever right 
And I was like, fuck, man, this thing's hard, bro. This is hard. And I'm not a tech guy. I mean, this is hard. So I go, let me hire somebody. I'll hire somebody, whatever. Bro, the most unreliable, unrealistic people yeah. are the, uh, unless you're like Gary Vee, that you could grab somebody and, and, and throw the here's 50 G's. And because it's me, I own you for a year. Yeah. Whatever. So these people are like, bro, every excuse in the world. Like, these people suck. I'm more hungrier than they are. Everything's about money. They don't just, so I, I go, I can't. And I'm not young enough to where, like, there's a lot of young dudes that I talk to that they have a crew of young guys. So it's like one of them's an editor. It's like if one guy's a pitcher, one guy's a first base, another guy's a catcher. So you have that, you're in the mix. But where you're entering right now, it's almost no man's land because there's not too many 28-year-olds in Miami or whatever that are in the vlog scene or whatever you want to do, right? So the priority, number one, you can't be backlogged in, in, in episodes. I don't give a fuck. You got to push it out, bro. And if it's half quality, hey, guys, what's up? Listen, I'm transitioning here. It's half quality, but I, I, I want to release stuff. Do that. Because if not, right now, let's say you have out of 35, you put how much out? Uh, four, four or five. So if, I'm, if you reach out to me and I'm like, well, let me see what this guy's doing. Bro, he's only done four episodes. This guy's lazy. You're not. But it comes across that way, right? Because yeah, 100%. You have 100%, right? So now <clears throat> what happens is, an opportunity that somebody can have with you because 34, listen, it's not a thousand fifty-four, but it's a number, you know, and it shows a commitment to do something. So you want to put stuff out. You want to understand Roger that everything is content. So you building out that bus is content. Yeah. You talking about from, especially if you pull off the medical thing, that now separates you on a whole different level yeah. from any other character, from any other thing, right? So the only thing now is, and this is the hardest part, bro, nobody cares about you, right? Mm -hmm. You have mm -hmm. all this wealth, you have all this knowledge, pick any park at any time, everybody thinks that they're going to know more than you and they could give a fuck that you're coming to talk to, right? So yeah. you, your beautiful boss, the whole thing, like, hey, I showed up for you guys, they're going to get out of here, bro. I, I, and we're talking about a dude that's never played baseball in his life. It's going to tell you that with his kid. So how you get audience, how you become serious is you have to become obsessive, Roger, with putting out content. We're talking about a YouTube video turned into podcasts. That's two, three Instagrams, three TikToks forever. Like literally for the next till you're, till you're 35. If you do that, this thing's going to have a chance. Because what's going to happen? Right now, nobody cares who you are, right? Until they get to know you, they're like, oh, he's a cool guy. He's this is that whatever. But when you start giving information, people are going to be like, oh, I like this guy. I like this guy. Because what everybody does is everybody goes for the highest person they think they can, right? To get him on a show or to do this and that. But the hard part about that is, let's say you land whoever your dream, who's your favorite player? It, I would say Pujols right now, just Let's especially with everything going on. Right. Let's say you land Pujols and you record Pujols on a podcast. Great, bro. If you get a thousand people to see it, it it's not going to matter, right? Yeah. But what matters, Roger, is what is Roger's story? And if you say it as honest as possible, like if you literally <clears throat> were doing crack from double A to triple A, you mm -hmm. say, listen, guys, I'm going to tell you about my crack addiction. Listen. I, and what separated me was I was able to tell a story of, man, I got the shit kicked out of me. I got abused badly, real young, 
wet the bed till I was 12, 13, because I was terrified. Then I started doing steroids at probably about 18, because I think that's the way to go. No clue of what steroid I'm taking. Not even with my boy inject me, who that no, I like yeah. this whole thing, identity issues. I want to impress Roger. So I don't drink, I don't do drugs. What can I control? I got chicks. So I show people, look, look I can control girls, which is very impressive when you're in high school and whatever. But what happened was that almost in a weird way made me a dick because I show I would show off to try to impress you. When at the end of the day, I, I wanted without being a hater, I want everybody to win. So I grabbed that. And then I was lucky to move to Los Angeles and live in a car for six months. So mm. I didn't know a single person. Right. But what happens is the signs of life put you in areas where you're like, whoa, man, that's interesting. And the yeah. first professor that I had was a guy named Gary Austin, who when Helen Hunt won her Academy Award for as good as it gets, she thanked him. He created the groundlings. Our first class, six months of me sleeping in the Hollywood Hills, the guy's wearing a retro Houston Astros baseball jacket. I go, I got this guy. He's a baseball guy. I got this guy. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And we connect through that, right? Dude, baseball destroyed the first half of my life. I spent every season, probably after my sophomore year of high school, wishing I never played again. It was just a disaster. It was horrible. But baseball has, and look that I've tried to fight it, bro. I haven't released probably a baseball content in forever because I like baseball, but I don't like the baseballness of baseball. You know, it's just like stupid. And it's like, there, it's, it, it's a whole thing. But it's the number one avenue that I still consistently am able to help people. And I always look at the, if you look at the, the comedian community, the comedian community, now, especially the ones that are up top, all they do is look after each other, right? If all of a sudden, wait a minute, Roger's the new guy and it's obvious, bro, all of a sudden, Andrew Schultz is going to reach out to you to you come. Then if it, obviously Joe Rogan's the guy, but you're going to do Tim Dillon, you're going to do Theo, you'll do Brandon, you do, you, you'll get on this circuit that, bro, that'll take your whole career. Buddy, I guarantee, I'll give you a hundred bucks, reach out to 5,000 baseball content guys, not one guy's going to respond back because they're in the me world of I and this and that. There was a dude, this is a great story. There was a dude that when I started, the guy was up at the top and I went to go see this guy. I drove to Vero Beach right before New Year's, something like two hours to see this guy, whatever, whatever. And he was doing a little speaking and a little stuff and I hadn't even started yet. I go, wow, this guy's in this thing, whatever, whatever. This guy goes to me, he goes, bro, how about we do this? I'll teach you how to listen to this. I'll teach you how to speak publicly and this whole thing. You'll come to North Carolina, whatever, whatever. I'll give you a, a, a discount. And he named this little company discount. And you want to charge me that, like 2000 bucks. Right. Here's the, here's the crazier part. Right. So I go, I'm never speaking to this guy again. On top of that, the dude sees me coincidentally that week. I'm like in a post with uh, JLo and A-Rod. And my connections there, whatever. And the guy reaches out to me and goes, hey, bro, you think you could get me into this little thing, whatever, whatever? That's how people <laughs> are. No, but that's how, pe that's how desperate yeah. people are, Roger. And you'll start yeah. to see that, especially when you start to get something going. Yeah. Right? So the thing that I saw, which it's awesome, what you want to do is awesome. Now you got to do it as often as you're eating, you're producing content. Reading three times a day, you gotta do even though you're if you're talking about how you ended up with that RR up there, that cup you put there, your setup. Guys, let me talk to you about my setup. 
who knew that my biggest, my, other than the Trump thing that I just posted now, who knew that my biggest thing would be a glove breaking in video on YouTube? Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> They're huge, man, huge. And it's not even me. I grabbed my boy, Nick, who is a beast doing it. So it's not like I'm some phony, like, hey, I think this is what's going to, I go, I go, Nick, you got to help you. Let's, let's put something out because people would always ask me and I had no clue because I'm a first baseman. And yeah. first baseman, you're hitters. We, we're not only hitters, <laughs> but bro, it's one glove. It eventually it fits. You know, my dad was cheap growing up. I never had the state of the art glove or nothing like that. Right. But now technology and stuff has changed. It's changed with the bats and heavy, medium, heavy, load, heavy for beat for loss, this whole shit. So, bro, we start breaking in and this guy's not a video guy. I grab it myself and I go, dude, we started each one of those videos. It's over a hundred thousand views. Each one of those videos. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it was an idea like that, that, that started this. Then I did a video because I've never wanted, I've, and listen, if you're a doctor, the good thing about being a doctor is you're not a slave to the people. You're not a slave to, no, no, I can't talk about Trump because what if, what if, uh, what if Rawlings gets mad? Fuck everybody, bro. Because the, the beauty of this is that you got power, man. My biggest video, other than those, is me talking about the Trump Nook Boys podcast get taken down. That almost 50,000 views in 24 hours, right? Whole new thing, subscribers through the roof, everything. And it gives me a whole new thing of, okay, because I've never wanted to be pigeoned in this baseball world. Yeah. Because it's boring because the baseball players, look, the two best interviews in baseball is CC Sabathia and Big Poppy. Why? Because they're retired and they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Everybody else is phony. Everybody else is fucking fake. Everybody else uses words that have never been used before. Like dudes our age are like, oh, I'm flustered and bullshit like that. No. You know what I'm saying? But it's fake. So you're entering fake world. Right? Um, Jerry hit me up to get you on this thing. I asked him and his brother to come on the show. And they're this was like two years, a year ago. And like, no, man, I can't. Because God forbid they say something crazy on this. And they don't have a contract. They have no, and I respect that. I understand mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. you know? So that's what sucks about baseball, right? So if I were you starting today, a video, don't worry about, and then eventually you'll learn thumbnails and eventually you'll learn whatever. You got to do a YouTube thing of who you are. If that takes 45 minutes, you put that up for 45 minutes. Then you go, that was too long. Then you go 15, then you go 20. You find what your groove is, bro. And then you go. And the more you keep it around anything you're interested in, whatever you're curious about, you could be curious about an, a, a Zoom, an M6 Zoom and what it brings to the thing. The more you showcase stuff you're interested about, the better it is. The more you think you got to stick to doctoring and baseball, the harder it is. Because how many doctor baseball people do you know that are doing this? They're not, bro. It doesn't yeah, I don't, I don't know any. I don't, that's... I don't know any. It doesn't exist because there are the doctors that are doing that stuff. Because again, the hardest part is not the hardest part is turning the camera on, and then putting out the content. Yeah, that's it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Do you live on that bus? Yeah, I, I've been. I mean, I've been in South Carolina for the past like two months. Then I came to spring training. Been going through every single facility down here, and oh, yeah, now it's just my lights turned off. Hold on. No, you're good. There we go. So yeah. what are you doing? Are you, Let's say, you, what are you doing in South Carolina? 
like working as a doctor or just no so yeah so i went to south carolina because i i've been also doing um like classes for so if a school needs help with catching they like can book me out um i'm trying to develop as well i did a nutrition class for my old school at okay. winthrop university um where'd you go I went through university. I started at Miami. Um, that's how I know some of those guys from there. And then just things didn't work out. I'm sure you know how it is. So that's then, what you talk about. Going... But, but that's what you talk about. Listen, guys, I started off as Miami. I was where at UM. Yeah. Perfect. This is what happened to me. I thought I was going to be the next uh, Yasmani Grandal. You know, yeah. I was going to come in. And, and you know what happened? This happened to me. And were you fucked up? Say, man, I messed up here. They told me uh, no beard policy, and I rolled up with the thickest beard, and I thought I was the man. Don't make that mistake. Stuff like that, bro. That's no hundred percent. So Winthrop, and then so what? Are you, so you're doing what? Like catching clinics? Is that what you're doing? Well, I'm yeah. So not necessarily. I'm trying to hit every single facet of baseball. Um, so I've done the catching side. I've done the I do the nutrition side as well. Um, but my goal is really just to create create the content um that's kind of the way i'm able to fund this because obviously life takes money and I, I need money to make things happen but um that's kind of the way i've been funding it but my my true passion is just having conversations with people and being able to pull out um pieces of their mistakes and help them out um so th this podcast stuff and just creating the content about you know joe's that you're supposed to be doing how to understand nutrition how to understand the psychology of baseball psychology of life all those things just being able to bring both facets about what it really takes and then you know the science side of it and just bridging it and providing it um and that's kind of what i've been up to so then i did south carolina and then i came down for spring training they did you know some interviews with the blue jays the, the phillies the rays um i came down here to the marlins and done some guys like that as well and now it's time to put it out so i mean I, it's funny because i had actually committed today is when the like the posting starts every single day doesn't stop um, today goes up an episode that I did with uh, Kramer Robinson, and there's like a little special message for he did for his mom, and uh, yeah, that's all of that. It starts today, so it's it's pretty funny that we're having this conversation perfect, dude. Today, and then man. and then you reach out to the guy. I don't know who that is, but everybody get bro. Can can you post this for me? Can you post? Can you repost? Some of them are gonna do it, some of them are not. But you you gotta ask because yeah, in the comedian world, it's fucking common sense, right? They're like, oh yeah, we're gonna help each other, whatever. But here, some people are like, yeah, I do it, and then they forget about it. You know, so that's what you have to do with that. What else can I help you with, bro? What other question? Well, just I mean, for me, it's kind of what I really wanted to just chat with you was the process, you know, because it's it's not an, like you said, the easy, the hardest part is turning on the camera. But as you go through that, it's. Is it just turning on the camera and going like is I, there's got to be a science to every I that's just how my brain works, because um, that's how I've been, you know, obviously my resume. Um, so I'm always trying to figure out what what it is. You know, there's always something if it's, yeah, you know, yeah, if it's a long cost sure. program, like like what has you've been through this journey and there's so nothing I'll, like experience. I'll give you an You said it right there. So right now you don't have the at-bats yet. You don't have the yeah. at-bats, which the show is an at-bat. Each show is an at-bat, right? Because what's going to happen is you're going to do a show where you're going to have the nutritionist for the Yankees on, right? That guy's going to super connect with you after and go, bro. I want you. You, you, you got skills, man. You're young, you're hungry, you got talent. Bro, let, let's stay in touch. That's whatever, whatever. You're going to reach out. The guy's going to develop amnesia that he never even said anything to you. Right? <laughs> yeah. What you do after is the most important thing in the world. What you do after, right? The, the reason you went from UM, right, which is 
the place, even though sometimes they suck, sometimes not, it's the place still here in Miami. It's a dream, yeah. To go to fucking Winthrop, whatever, which is nothing, you know? Yeah. It's something, but not nothing compared to UM. Of course. But that ego drop, oh, and man. I think the fact you were able to do that, listen, you either did it super proud, like, fuck this, or, bro, this shit sucks, man. Damn, I wanted to wear that orange and, and green and yeah. white and those shoes and the this, but okay, Mark Light Stadium. If you can do that, that's the other thing, bro. So experience, so you can develop. Am I an R&B singer? Am I a rapper? Am I a country person? Am I both? Am I an EDM DJ? Because you don't know yet, because you don't have the reps in this yet. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So after a hundred, that's why a hundred is a good number because then you could go, okay, I like this about myself. I don't like when I do that. I love when I do this. I got to curse. I don't curse. I, I bring up my true story. I don't bring up my true story. I talk about my relationship. I don't talk about my relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's going to be all these little factors that are going to develop to who Roger is. That right now is still too soon. And you just got to look at it like baseball. I got to get a bat. I got to catch innings. Because the difference in catching bullpen and catching in the game. Oh, 100%. 100%, right? And every umpire is different, right? So you make a relationship. That stuff, bro. And uh, what happens is, bro, automatically, you catchers are smarter than all of us. Because, bro, the play calling and all this stuff is just insane, right? So you have right now so many avenues that you can talk about. Okay. Yeah. You can literally say, okay, what's your favorite team? Do you have a favorite big league team? The Cardinals have always been my guys just because oh, yeah. they had Yasmani. I mean, not Yasmani, Yadier and Apujos. And those were my two role models those, growing those up. I, I actually just got to see them here at spring training. And that was just like, damn, that's it's so funny. Special, bro. It was special. So I've had on the show, uh, and he just texted me. He called me last week, Nolan Arenado. And his oh, dad. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I have had his dad. And I just texted his dad today. I go, listen, bro, we're not cutting the hair this year because Nolan has it. I go, listen, yeah, bro, yeah. tell him we're not cutting the hair. But you can literally, because this might be Yachty's last season or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You can literally dedicate an inning, an inning with Roger, an example, where you watch the thing and you go, okay, look, this is what I like that Yachty's doing here. Look, they're doing the new uh, framing from down up. They're doing the side thing. You... Your thing, like almost like you know how like Peyton Manning does that uh in-game detail thing. You yeah, something like that. You you make it an inning, so so you're not doing it the whole game, right? Guys, let me show you this. This is what I would do. I love this part. Blah 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 blah. Or man, this part sucked because I didn't like this. Whatever. I used to struggle with man on third blocking, but I was awesome with the short uh release stuff like that. You know, so that's one part of your content. You're like, oh, that's that's I like that. Another part of the content is the food, right? Yeah. Why is food awesome? Because everybody fucking eats. And then you talk about the product of what you do. Because food is what you eat and then what you're eating. Product, cleaning, process, whatever. That's two, right? Third one is the technical baseball side, right? Fourth one, the medical uh, healthy side. Fifth yeah, one. I, I'm writing, just writing out yeah, everything you're saying. <laughs> yeah. This is just, and then you got you could take it or leave. Fifth of one. Of course. Fifth one, my life stories. My life stories. Uh, why I left Miami. What didn't I have? 
And it can't be, it can't be, oh, the coach thought I sucked. You know, it has to no, be the no, truth. Yeah. Whatever yeah, the truth that. is, whatever the truth is, bro, I hooked up with the coach's daughter and that got me in trouble. <laughs> whatever it is, right? Whatever it is, boom, you do that. So that's already there. That's five, bro. You're going to get a game now every single day. So you could literally record it, watch it, whatever. And you can literally talk in this. You got a tremendous setup. You sound great. So you don't have to worry about that, right? And then we got a guitar back there. What the fuck is a guitar doing back there? And then you guys say, no, that's my chick, that she's a singer-songwriter, or that's you. If that's you, guys, I wrote this song. I don't, that's, a, see what I'm saying? There's content yeah, yeah. all day. There's content, There's content all day. All day. Yeah. all day. The problem is shooting it and then putting it out there. That's it, bro. It's being able to go through a practice, hit a workout, and eat right. Everybody's eating McDonald's because it's easy. You made the fucking chicken with the sauce and shh, the whole thing, and you ate healthy. If you do that for five years every day, you're going to have a shot. If you don't, you're going to be like these people. They're going to, eh, a little bit. You'll get a little gas, whatever, but you'll fade away, and it's okay. Like, I ran into a dude the other day that, was, that the guy was going heavy for, like, uh, I was here at this place. Uh, what's this place called? At Key Club here in Coconut Grove, and the dude's like, HP? And I was like, what's up, dude? And I kind of saw his thought him, and he did the same thing. Finished, went heavy, did a big baseball push, was on baseball field. But the problem is you got to support yourself, man. Like this, you got to support yourself, you know? And you're already at an age where maybe you start thinking like, man, what am I going to do with my life? Which is the worst thing. Because yeah. the longer you stay in this game, eventually you'll win. As long as you got to be honest with your chick and tell her, listen, babe, this is what I'm doing. And she's yeah. already committed because she's on a fucking bus with you, which is hard yeah. enough it is, right? You get a chick <laughs> yeah. on a bus, it's like impossible. You know, especially yeah, she, built it, she built it out with me too. You so know what I'm saying? Pretty, so, yeah. And then also what you might think is, okay, does my chick like to be on camera? Does she like to do it? And if she does, then you start a couple's thing, which you start talking. So now all of a sudden you have seven references of content where you're like, man, I don't know what to talk about. There you go. There's yeah. seven of them. And the thing is, you don't know which one I'm going to like. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you don't know. Take my buddy Dave. Who knew that the pizza review was going to be what, what, what really what blew, blew up, up, right? But then the guy comes and during COVID starts talking about because he can't bet on sports. So he starts talking about stocks. And because he has an audience already and where he's lucky is because he has the production side. So it's literally yeah. come here. Blah, 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 for 15 minutes, leave, sends it off to the teams, team puts it up, everywhere, whatever, and you get it done. But till you get that, bro, Roger, if you start doing that, man, like it'll it'll be it'll be nonstop, bro. Yeah. No, 100 percent I think and like that's the goal there. It's when you're able to kind of built to the point where you're just in front. You're just like the creative vision behind everything, and it's just yep. distributing out. One thing that I was thinking as you were talking there is. How have you been able, because as I'm pretty sure you felt this when you first start, like you want to be as real as possible, but then you also don't want to like offend because like you're in the growth process. How, how did you kind of deal with like, I'm still going to be as real as it is. You and can't like, offend. Whatever. You, you can't offend. When Eminem was talking about being addicted to pills and his mom being crazy and him fighting with his mom, whatever, he was not worried about well, what if people don't can't do that bro you just gotta go i had a dude one time here put this huge long thing on a comment about who am i who do i think i am putting down my dad that my dad's a great guy 
and because he, my dad was in a, an academy working with little kids and blah, blah, blah. And I go, yeah. And I go, my dad's awesome now. Unfortunately, the guy fucking sucked when I was young. And I give him my credit that I am or I am. He prepared me for everything in life except to deal with him. So when you do, and why is that important is because you know how many parents are out there, bro, literally sacrificing for their kids. I had a call. I get probably 50 calls a month of parents, literally coach. I'm spending this much money on perfect game. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And this kid's so ungrateful. I go, well, that's your fault. This kid doesn't know. He doesn't know how, what stuff costs, whatever, whatever. And in my dad's case, I go to him, I go, listen, other than this guy never spent a day in my house, so he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, right? So why, why am I going to talk about your experience? Unless I was your teammate and I'm your boy, I'm yeah. not going to talk. But people do that because <clears throat> you can't be great thinking you're going to offend people because it's your truth. How can you hate on the truth? You can't. You, can. truth, you either like it or you don't. And my dad has to eat it every fucking time when... when when they ask my story, whether I'm on this show, that show, ESPN, whatever, you name it, it goes like this. My dad prepared me for everything in life except to deal with him. He beat, and depending, if I'm on a podcast, he fucking kicked the shit out of me. If I'm on national television, my dad just destroyed me. What he did to me physically, nothing. And on top of that, he did it to my sister, and he did it to my mom, whatever. And I wrote a huge thing right back at that guy. That's why you just got to go, bro. You just got to go. And if you go too far one day and somebody's like, man, it's just my truth. It's, and my intent was always to help. Right. Yeah. And I had a great relationship with my dad till he messed it up. And that's on him because you'll learn this at the end of the day, bro. There's something called the Cuban guilt that a lot of people live with. <laughs> right. Like, oh, my mom and oh, yeah. my dad or whatever. Bro, when nobody pays for your shit, it's the best thing in the world. Because if I don't like Roger, hey, Roger, bro, take it easy. Bro. I'm never talking to you again. Mm -hmm. But if Roger, if I'm paying for that bus right now, you got to listen to HP and you got to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This is the beauty of what you said. I said, fuck everybody. I'm going to go on a bus and I'm out. There's a certain, what you did there without knowing Roger is you separated yourself from the classic Miami lifestyle of an ex-baseball player, which is I play baseball my whole mm -hmm. life. Yeah. I, th I think I'm going to the league. Oh my God, I'm not going to the league. I come back to Miami. What am I doing? Miami's a tricky city because you got a lot of sex, excitement, fun, whatever. But that ain't for ex-baseball players unless they're multi-millionaires and they ended up with a, with a super successful career. So yeah. you're stuck now. What do I do? And the only thing these guys know how to do is to go back into baseball. And they're the most miserable coaches, whatever you will find, bro, because they, they don't like life, man. It's hard. They thought they were going mm -hmm. and they did it. But you getting on a bus and leaving this town changed even whether you like it or not it just changed you completely because now your story is different and that uniqueness of the story is why i got in a car and i moved to los angeles to sleep in those hollywood hills i didn't know i was gonna become a celebrity baseball trainer i didn't know my boy who i just bro who i just uh who i trained this kid for a year is the best realtor in the country he just listed right now mark Wahlberg's house for 85 million dollars <laughs> He sold his house when I used to train his kid and Connor Cruz to Tom Cruise for $32 million. He then built this massive house and sold it for, to the creator of Yahoo for like 156, 156 million. The Crazy. Biggest house. Crazy. But all that started because of baseball. And that started because I thought 
outside of the district. I didn't just stick to, oh, this is my little corner. I'm going to say, no, I left, which is yeah. what? The more uncomfortable you're willing to get, Roger, the more interesting you're going to be. 100%. You, um, as you were saying everything you were saying there, like my eyes literally got watery because it's it's so much of the truth of my of my journey. I I mean, just think like literally my whole family are doctors. Both parents are Cuban cardiologists, brothers in med school. Everybody's a doctor. And my parents found out about this bus when it showed up in the front door. And I was just like, I'm out. Like, I, ha I haven't talked to my brother in like four months. Like, I just, to me, it was like, this is what I believe in. There's a lot I can do. There's a lot of impact I can make. I don't need to be seeing one patient at a time. I know that, you know, social media, I know that everything that I've been through, the world needs to know it because I can impact somebody. And I just said, I'm out. And like, it hasn't been easy as you could imagine. And like, you get it. That's why I was just like, yeah, it's just kind of part of the journey. And you just kind of got to Because nobody, it. unless somebody sees it, nobody, Roger, when was the last person somebody called you up and go, listen, bro, I just want to congratulate you for what you're doing, man. You're going hard. You're doing the No way, because everybody's worried about who? Themselves. Yeah. Myself. And no way, that guy's doing it differently. And whatever happened with the brother, whatever happened with the parents, whatever, dude, it's on them. Because you're, you're not, you didn't build this bus to go be a delinquent, to go commit crime. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's to help people. Now, why is that hard to see? Because I didn't take that route. So they're like, oh, this guy's doing something different. Ah, no, 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 no. Fuck you, bro. What are you doing? Nah, you think you versus I love you. Go get them. You need me. I'm here. That's all people have to say. Roger, I love you to death, bro. You're the man. Go fucking crush it. You need me. I'm here, bro. And that's it. And that's it. And leave you alone. And every yeah. once in a while, bro, where you at? Cool, bro. You're at South Carolina. Bro, are you see mountains? Are you see, bro? You're with Americans. Talk to me, dude. How do they see you? Do they know you have? But they can't do that. Why? Because there's, and listen, bro, you're talking to a guy that gets 500, 1,000 DMs a week. People from all over the country. This is like, and it's not just baseball. It's content people, parents. It's, it's everything across the board. And I'm telling you, Roger, the, your, your friends start like this, and they're going to end up like this small, and they're going to end up even smaller and smaller and smaller till you find whatever your community is, right? Mm -hmm. that's the consequence of trying to be different, trying to be happy and different, which is a tricky thing that not too many people are going to appreciate, right? Especially doctors and stuff like that, bro, because listen, man, doctors automatically are in a tough spot because the amount of loans, yeah. student debt you're in already, bro, is like, oh, you know what I'm saying? But you separated yourself. And if you look at it, right? There's a difference between being a doctor in real life and then being a doctor on the internet, right? The internet, everything's winning on the internet. It just takes time. That's mm -hmm. the difference. You know what I'm saying? That's why if you can position yourself and everybody around you to just understand, listen, this is what I'm going to do. If you tell your chick, you're not married yet, are you? No, no. How long have you been together? Like seven months. Like seven we literally kind of got together so it's with brand the new. So it's brand yeah. new. It's together with the bus. A lot of communication. Because now you're available whatever time, right? Take away two hours for the editing. It's going to be that long for the editing of putting. Yeah, stuff probably more. Yeah. But let's say two hours. Let's play it safe. Uh -huh. You're going to have to communicate. Listen, babe, I love you to death. Give me Monday through Friday. Give me two hours. And then well, we don't do that. 
especially Latin dudes. It's like, oh, I'm gonna edit and you entertain yourself, and that's it. Because I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta do the dream. Doesn't work. Work, yeah. It'll work. You'll be alone. You know what I'm saying? Which is, it is what it is. But what I, what I was in a difficult spot was, bro. I'm married at the time, and I'm not gonna, I'm not separating from this chick unless she does something crazy. I'm, 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 I'm here. Yeah. And I had a kid in the way. Now I got two kids. So it's, and they're super young. So it's completely different. So you really want to take advantage of this time right now. Like you want to go heavy, bro, heavy and roll up in anywhere you want, roll up anywhere you want, put the bus. Hey man, can I talk to such and such person? Gino, can I talk to you, bro? Gino, do we, maybe we ended up bad, whatever, man, this is what I'm doing. You know what I appreciated about you? Maybe you did this or, this, or if it was Morris, which is even worse. Hey, uh, three, where you at, bro? I want to talk to you. What are you, this guy? Yeah, man. Boom, 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 boom. Dude, I, it's the, the greatest story. So when I played, I'm your class of what year? Of high school? Yeah. 12. You're 12. I'm 97, right? And where'd you go to high school at? I went to Braddock. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I played for the biggest hater of all time, unfortunately. Good dude, but just bad position, bad everything, man. And he just, he didn't, he didn't get it, bro. And, and we had, we <laughs> just didn't get it. But I transfer on, I transfer, I walk on because I had a miserable, I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball by far, right? And I say that, with, <laughs> I say that with a lot of pride, but only because, bro, I got the shit kicked out of me for because of baseball. I lost my arm because of baseball. And I didn't produce nearly what I needed to produce. So I have to walk on to Miami-Dade when Miami-Dade is three teams turned into one. Alex oh, yeah. comes in. So Miami-Dade was always stacked. They take three teams turned into one. Bro, I walk on to that team. First day that I walk on there, I was so big that I was like beach big. So I had muscles, whatever, but I wasn't in baseball shape. Like yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember Hertz did, a, did me a tryout and I could barely throw. Like, and I play first base, I'm lefty. I couldn't throw from the dime, bro, because my arm was just, like, so, like, it was so tight and whatever. And, you know, when you're big and you're strong, like, you like that feeling of that pump, so you're always, like, pumping your arm. 100%. So you're walking almost like this. So that was me 24-7, right? Because I, I love that. Nothing in the lower body, though. Extra, all, all from <laughs> eight-pack from the waist up, chicken flamingo legs down, but I'm rocking pants. Other than the beach, I'm rocking pants all the time. So I'm doing that. And I walk onto this team <clears throat> that are absolutely animals. And for the first time, I'm able to, when I hit, I understand that even though I'm a big dude, that I'm a contact hitter. And I'm not going to try to hit home runs. And I'm going to try to go the opposite field, right? And I absolutely crush it. And I'm the best hitter on the team. I'm the best hitter on the team. I make the team first base, fourth batter of that team. Right. We're talking about if you include my experience with the Mets, there's like. Nine of us, the big league stuff like that, because the, the team was insane, bro. Insane. Yeah. OK. But I sabotage myself. Right. My dad's fighting me the whole time, stuff like that. When you understand that that all happens for a reason, mm. even though I didn't want it to go that way, even though whatever. That's how you able to appreciate. So I got to that because one of my boys who played the big leagues, he reaches out to me. He's like, bro, you should call Hertz, man. I go, okay. 
And then one of my friends who I played college with that he played for Hertz after, he saw him, whatever, and I hit him up and I went to go see him and I talked. He doesn't remember that. I, or I think I, I told him, but he didn't remember. Bro, I didn't play at all during the season because I just, I wouldn't hit. So he replaced me, replaced me. And this dude had, bro, we were so talented that I didn't play. So I sat there the whole season, right? And nobody knows how much it fucking sucks to play the bench in baseball because, because in, in basketball, it's different because you do a little warm-up and it's indoors and it's cool and you sit down. Bro, just doing infield, outfield alone when you don't play, fucking is horrible. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%, 100%, 100% right? It's, like, yeah. it's the biggest bullshit of the world, and especially at first base because you're doing a thousand throws. And you're, <laughs> yeah, you're not even really showcasing anything. You're not you're showcasing like... shit, right? Other yeah. you're out there. And then, and then the first baseman, who's the, who's the dude, some guy's like, ah, I'm not even going to take him field. I say, you're there. Five throws from three shortstops. It's a disaster, right? And then the double plays running. Going double back, play, running I'm coming back. Yeah, three, 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 four. Bro. It's the stupidest shit in the world, right? Hey, yeah. The whole thing, right? It's retarded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all that I'm doing. <clears throat> and I, one day I'm working out with my boy here. There's an old gym here. And I'm working out. And I go to him. I go, fuck it, bro. I'm not going to. And it was, we were going to play at Indian River. Winner goes to States. And I go, bro, I'm not going. I'm not even gonna go there. Why? The guy hasn't even talked. The guy hasn't talked. This guy hasn't talked to me since. And he's the coach. Talked to me forever. I was this guy, right? Yeah. And what happened was, I caused my boy to be late because we would drive up together. We he missed the bus. I didn't go. So I'm sitting there, and like I told my dad, I go, fuck this shit, bro. I'm not. This guy didn't even talk to me. Like, what's the point of me going up there? This whole thing. And I called the coach at his house after. And I go, listen, man, I'm going to tell you something. And I don't know how I built the courage to talk this way because I wouldn't talk that way back then. But I learned, Roger, that the more honest I was, the better communicator I became. The mm. more honest I was that 10 years ago, if I would have jumped on a call with you, all I wanted to do is impress you. Now all I want to do is try to help. So it comes across very differently. And I sat there on a call with him. I go, listen, coach, do you understand that? you haven't spoken to me in two months or something. You understand at the beginning, you would talk to me every day because I was the guy, but now you don't talk to me anymore. I feel hurt by you, man. Like, like you, you don't care about me. Like, you literally show me that you don't care about me. So why am I going to, why am I going to go on a two-hour trip to go to the Indian River that's forever up there and you're not even going to do anything? Like, why? What am I doing? Bro, long story short, but, it, but there I realized, man, because my dad would always tell me, but I hated my truth because when you're growing up in the 90s and your dad's beating the shit out of you, you don't have a TV in your room. You don't have money. Your dad controls everything. I got nothing to pop off with. I got nothing to show anybody. Hey, man, I'm a fucking cool guy. And I have this, this thing in me that like I'm supposed to be coach HP, but I don't know that yet. And I don't yeah. know how to say that or share that and all this stuff. And I got swag in me and I like people. I always looked up to people that that had that were the flashy people, but I understand that for me to win, I can't be flashy. Like for Coach HP, for Hector to win, it can't be about private jets and this, this, and that. It has to be about blue collar. The more blue collar I keep it, the more I'm going to win. But my ego is telling me the opposite because I'm losing every day. Every day I'm losing, right? I'm, I'd be, I'd look at you like, fuck, man, Roger has a bus and he's out there, whatever. All positive towards you. But mm -hmm. towards me, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? 
like I'm stuck here at whatever job I was kind of doing, whatever. And then my dad gets home and it was like, oh, I got to get out of here. I just got to yeah. go. And that's why I went to act in Hollywood. I did the completely opposite thing and it freed me up. Even though I'm sleeping in a car, my foot's falling asleep in reverse and it's 40 degrees at night in the Hollywood Hills. And I think it's sunny California. And I haven't spoken to a person in six months other than an Equinox to shower and shave to sneak into the gym. Bro, and I realized, I, you. I realized why people go crazy yeah. when they're living in a car in a, in a little 2006 Toyota Corolla. Can you imagine? Right? Like, At least you got a bus. And yeah, you I, a chick, I get right? you a little bit, but I still don't get you. No, like, right, I, you, I, I know I, it. And you have the internet. I don't have any yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. There was no Starbucks that I could roll up into and be like, oh, let me use the internet on my phone. Nothing. So yeah. I would just read books and have faith that something good's going to come out of this. Something good's going to come out of this. And, that, and then the fact that I could share that story, the, the most important part, there's two important parts of that, that I went through that and then that I share that. Yeah. And does that offend some people? Listen, my dad, my, I haven't spoken to my dad in three years. It might affect him when he comes. He tried calling me this past Christmas. I didn't pick up the phone because I just don't feel that. I, I can't stop, bro. Like, like I'm, I'm so uh, in what I'm doing that unless you're on the train, yeah, I'm not going to wait. I can't waste my time for my mom, for my dad, for nobody. I can't because I'm here and I'm going. Right. Do you understand that before I come, I, I speak to you on the phone. I have a call with, with my boy who's an agent and we're talking about his player that's going to go in the first round of the NFL draft. And the guy wants to bring me out to the draft so I could be with them when they get drafted and we're figuring that out, whatever, whatever. And then after this call, I'm going to go to a, a dude that's probably going to be the wealthiest guy at 22 years old that he reaches out to me because this guy wants to say, that's what I'm doing 24 seven. All day, every day. It's crazy. And yeah. I could come and go to you and you text me a thing and I could come and go, yeah, Roger, cool, man. I'll hit you up, whatever. And, and, but that's not how I roll because people did that to me consistently all the time. Like there was a, other than that dude, there's a dude that wanted to charge me. I go, bro, can, can I, yeah, you put up content on the internet. Great. But I needed help specifically towards my thing. And then he goes, yeah. Okay. So listen, I put up content there on the internet, but if you want to meet me, it's a thousand dollars for the hour. I was like, cool, bro. Don't worry about that. Nobody knows who that guy is. I don't do anything, right? Because yeah. they were, and I would tell people, I go, listen, don't monetize off this yet. Don't, don't do it. Take your time, build a name for yourself, build a following. Cause everybody immediately starts, oh, let's make money, make money. That's why all my videos on YouTube, I don't, I don't monetize them because I want as much exposure. I want as much people to see it. I don't want people to unclick it because they get an ad in the middle of the thing. And the more independent I am from money, the more happier I can be. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Because money totally makes sense. forces you to, to make decisions, bro. So to answer your question, man, you cannot be scared to offend people. You cannot be scared to like, oh my God, what if my dad sees this? Bro, it is what it is, man. And then you're either a fan of the truth and you're not. Now, you don't have to go that deep, but that's how deep I went. And I felt that I can help so many people because so many dads reach out to me like, holy shit, man, that's me right now. That is literally me. And I don't want to do this to my son. But I go, listen, this is what you got to focus on. Boom, 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 boom. I'm going to do a post today about the left fielder. 
<clears throat> I don't watch too much baseball, but I see the highlights whatever. There's a left fielder for the Angels yesterday. I don't know his name, but I looked at the kid got drafted, I think like 10th overall or something, first round pick. Ground ball to him. This dude has thrown the ball that literally the first baseman had. To, uh, you know, it's fucked up when a first baseman is catching the ball from the left fielder to want to throw to home. That, that was the worst. <laughs> it was a horrible throw, right? But what I tell people is, I go, do you think that guy's dad called him up and goes, oh, Abdur Muerto, tira la bola bien, muchacho. Or like, hey, bro, where we? get your head. They don't care. Nobody says, you think his coach grabbed him? You think uh, Madden grabbed him and goes, bro, get your head out of here. What are you doing, bro? They don't even talk about that. They don't even care. But then we're going to grab a poor 10, 11, 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old kid that gets one ball a week in the outfield, and we're going to go crazy on him. Yeah. That's the problem, bro. The problem is people don't want to listen to you, Roger, because they're so set on their way, and they don't want to hear the truth. So if you're able to deliver the truth with as much Vaseline as possible, so you so they they can roll to get it, so they could get it, man. So they could be like I told, <clears throat> I told a mom the other day. I work with select few kids. I'm working with a kid, and I saw this mom. I've seen her three times. She was pregnant before. Her brother's in the big leagues. Played, I don't know his name. Played at Miami. I think he's in the big leagues now. Pitcher. He's here, and every time she comes in, she's holding her son's bag while she's pregnant. She's holding her bag, holding it, and she's fit. But the, and the kid's like five, six, seven. She's super young. And she did it twice while she was pregnant. And the third time she did it now with her other kid in the hand. She just had a baby because she's that she's a winner. It's like an attorney. Yeah. I could tell she's a winner. But what happens is that little boy doesn't know that. So he, you can't expect a warrior on the field when you got a, a little baby coming into it. Yeah, it's 100% true. 100% true, right? And how I say that in a way that doesn't offend her and doesn't put her down, but to understand, listen, you're, and, and I told this, I go, listen, you should do literally do a YouTube video today of how to have a baby and just be, because the lady just literally had a kid like a week ago and she's like full action, no bad, like, <laughs> like, amazing, right? And then I, I, I praise her and then I go, I need you to do me a favor, please. Since you're such a winner, I've seen you three times. Stop carrying your kid's equipment. And I'm going to tell you why that's a problem. And I told her the warrior thing and that thing. And then number two, I go, listen, if I'm a coach and I'm interested in your son, you got to understand that coaches, they look at 70 to 60% player, 40% the parent. And if a parent is doing that and I'm an elite, elite coach, they'll be like, I don't want this guy on my team. I don't have to baby him, whatever this guy. So you're setting him up for, for a bad thing, man. See all, the things 100%. see all the things we're talking about, Roger? Ask I wanted to ask you a quick question because you kept saying something like that. And I think I think there's a lot that you can share. And I think there's a, a big message you can. Um, the journey from the moment baseball stopped for you and baseball ended to you started to get back into helping in the baseball world. That transition, I feel like for a lot of guys, when the games get taken from you, it wrecks you. And then it takes you a journey to kind of realize that you can still do something in the game or you can still use that to benefit you personally for me. Like when I, when I decided to retire, I, I realized that I was like, damn, I just spent 20 years doing this for what? And that was like a whole problem for me for a long right. time. And right. then I realized, Hey, there's, it, it all makes sense. Right. Like what you were saying that moment where like 
all those dots just start to make sense for you. And they just all like, it's like crazy how they connect. How was that for you? And like, I'm sure you've seen a lot of stuff and you've talked to a lot of kids and been around a lot of like people. Um, what comes to mind when I say that? Bro, I'm in a different case because I realize I go, I'm never going to the big leagues. I hate the sport. Like I, I, I had a chance when I was young, but when my dad blows out my arm at the eight, at, in seventh grade, I throw 120 innings, right? Just to, and I'm literally telling this guy, bro, I can't move my arm, man. And my dad's fearing me and physically abused to pitch, right? So once that happens, I'm like, my arm's gone, whatever. But man, I could hit, so whatever. But once I realized my, my junior year, my sophomore year, that I was like, man, I don't like this. I just don't. And it's not the sport. It's, it's, the, way, it's the way I'm getting treated because of this and the sport's hard enough as it is. I go, I'm not going to be a part of this, right? I'm not going to be a part. And I, and I knew it. And I started acting and I started into modeling. So I got lucky in that aspect. Mm. I got lucky that my, which is what they always say, man, adversity is the best thing. Because if I had a comfortable home, I wouldn't be Coach HP. I'd be chilling. And if my dad had a company, I'd be working with him, whatever. But the fact that everything sucked around me so bad. You have to get out. I have to get out. Right. And I, pushed away from the sport so much man and it's funny because like i tell people i go i go this is a relationship play this is not uh how you turn a double play it's not how you call it's a relationship play and when i tell you the last three people that i've had on my show that i worked with in beverly hills one of them justin shigarian he started a company called psalm sleep psalm sleep is like the Red Bull to go to sleep now. Official thing of, of, uh, MB, of NBA, of MLB, really, really legit. My boy, Stevie Dunn, who his dad created a company called Munchkin. Number one, like one of the top baby product companies in the country. Like I used to train this kid at the James Cagney estate in Beverly Hills, up in the hills, which is like deer used to be up. Like it was just crazy. The cage me and him had, right? He was 12. And then the last one was Tony T, who his dad is the CEO of Netflix. <laughs> see what i'm saying yeah in vegas i dealt with the highest theoretical player theoretical play if you're a gambler is vegas gives you money depending on theoretical play the amount of hand you play so the higher the amount the higher your, your play is and how long you sit at a table that's what mm. vegas care about they don't care if you deposit a billion dollars in an account if that formula isn't at a certain place, you're not a player to them. At a time, I had the highest theoretical play. A dude that would average in roulette 330000 a spin. My guy. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. My guy. A spin, bro. A spin. You're talking about a kid that I wish. I'm Mr. Columbus now. All, because Weber coached me one year in 96 at Braddock. I'm Mr. I would have died to go to Columbus. I would have died to be a private school guy. You're talking about a kid that took the yellow bus to school, even in high school, which that is the most loser thing in the world when you come from middle class to be taking the fucking yellow bus. I have a car in high school. You're talking about me. I was always wanted to be because I thought that money was happiness, right? Look at the life that I put myself in. It's crazy. It's crazy. And what gets me there, a lot of baseball experience, but positive attitude. And I found and I understood that when you attack your passion, 
you work unlimited. Yeah. If right now the recording content and doing editing, you find it hard, this is not for you, bro. And it's cool. It's not for you. You got to do something else. But if you can do it, bro, it sets you apart from everybody else. So I didn't have that like, oh, man, I can't. Because I had already known that I wasn't going to do this. I go, I'm not going to do this. I just didn't know the YouTube out there. I just kept searching in my head, like, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? And I always looked for signs in life. There was a, and this is super important. There was a guy by the name of Sasha Snyder. Sasha Snyder was the line producer for ABC for a show called at the time commander in chief with uh, Gina Davis. And there's certain people in my life that because I had so much admiration for them and I wanted to get in whatever I was doing, that I would listen to whatever they would tell me. Right? Yeah, I totally get that. That makes sense, right? Because I could come to you and be like, bro, I think you should uh, not have that coffee thing there, an example, a, a drinking thing, right? And you might be like, bro, fuck this guy. But somebody you respect goes, bro, Albert Pujols goes, listen, bro, you should take, you should put five of those. You'll put five of them. Right. Yeah. 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 So, 100%, yeah. That totally 100%, makes sense. Right? You get it. Yeah. So this dude comes and he gives me a book. He's like, bro, you should read a book by the life of Winston Churchill called The Last Line. Run that book is this thick. And I'm not a reader, bro. <laughs> I can just but imagine. I, <laughs> but I want to please this guy. So I'm like, and there was no audiobooks back then. So I'm like, fuck, man. And I, and he took me on set. I go, this guy's going to give, he's going to put me in a TV. He got me an audition. I go, this guy's going to put me in a TV show. Oh my God. Bro, and I pick up the book and about two pages into it, I got the message. I'm reading this book. And as it starts to talk about Churchill, who is for a lot of people, bro, that's the guy. It's the guy that beat Hitler. It's the guy that was the guy in like, there's a million Churchill quotes. And that's the guy. The book said, here was a time that when England needed a leader the most, it was a dude that was bald, overweight, and sat in parliament for 45 years till he became Winston Churchill at 70 high something. Once I read that, I go, oh, you're going to have success later in life. Immediately, I go, I'm going to be successful later in life. So as a 37-year-old guy, right, when I started, I saw the YouTubers because I never saw the baseball. So I don't know we have a baseball guy. I saw the YouTubers and I go, I like what they're doing. And I would see Logan Paul. What's up, Low Gang? And I see Casey Neistat talk. And then I would see Gary talk. The legends, yeah. And, and then I saw uh, Jake Paul. What's up, Jake Paulers? And then I'd put a camera on. I'd be like, hey, guys, it's Hector, whatever. And I was like, but that's not it. That's not it. And I kept going. And, I, and one day, bro, it hit. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. It's I'm here. Boom, boom, boom. And I was there like, it is. that's me. I go, nobody, nobody can do that because I got that. But I didn't read about it. I didn't see a video about it. I just did and I did and I did and I did and I, did, and I kept doing, doing, doing. And then I got, it. right? If this is for you, not now because now you're going to be pumped. After this call, bro, you'll do a thousand <laughs> of right? But it's after. Right, you see that dude that just passed. See that dude right there with the with the weedita there and his yeah, his, yeah. <laughs> his energy. Right, there's no energy there because the guy's yeah. like, no matter what, it's another lawn I gotta cut. Right, 
with this thing, you got to have a certain energy, man, that people are going to see, people are going to feel, and be like, I like this Roger guy. If this is for you, because this can't equal happiness. It's just, I got to do this. Like I told my chick, I go, I got to do this. I got to do, no matter what, no matter what, I got to do this. No matter what deal I have in play or whatever it is, the freedom is I get to do this and I get to talk to you for as long as I want. And then I hang up and then I go do something else. That's the beauty of this, you know? And at some point, which I've told people, I moved from a badass house to another house that I had just so I, HP can take off, man, because I needed that income to put into, to give myself time. And I put that on camera. So nobody can say, oh, that I'm, no, 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 look at me going from here to here. You don't like it? Don't follow me. Don't even talk to me. Yeah, don't even talk to me. But this is my journey. This is what I'm sharing so that when I talk to a 28-year-old that bought a bus and is like, sometimes I'll be like, what the fuck am I doing? Is this really right? This conversation could really change his life and do this. Last question. You have any more questions for me? Yeah, one more question for you. And, 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 um, Sometimes I get this question asked to me often, kind of what you said. How can I help? What, what do you need? What's your answer to that? How when people, you when, what, yeah, like when super grateful, super blessed to be able to chat with you, right? Um, sometimes I, I have these conversations with people and they tell me the same thing. How can I help you? You know, what do you need? Or, you know, however the exact dialogue was. Okay, they're asking you, you my for friend. help. They're asking you for help or you're no. asking them. Yeah, yeah. Like you asked me, you said, you know, how can I help you? Right. I, I'm telling you my story. You tell me, how can I help you? Right. If the roles were reversed, what would you have said? Like, like, if, like, like if when needed... you started, yeah, like when you started and somebody told you, how can I help you? What would you right. have said? I would have said, if I was talking to me before, I would have said this. Buddy, when you sat. So I'm at the, there's so many stories like this, but go, 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 go do, look at this. I'm sitting there at the Gold Glove Awards, crushing it in the Plaza Hotel. I convinced Rawlings to let me interview people. Let me show you what I got. Nobody thought about that. I go, let me do that. Let me bring my camera person. Let me show you what I got. I'm interviewing everybody. Bam, bam, bam. I get this dude who's probably the top ESPN analyst now. I interview him in English and I interview him in Spanish. And the guy hits me up and goes to me, bro, let's, uh, maybe you can help me out, bro. You're crushing it, man. Maybe you go, I go, absolutely, dude. I meet with him for breakfast in Coconut Grove and I'm talking to this guy. It's a great story. I'm talking to this dude and and I'm there and the guy's like, bro, would you like to cover the winter meetings for ESPN? This is three years ago. I'm like, oh my God, that's it. I got it. Because we're all, you know, we're on the come up. We're like, what's going to be the thing? You always yeah. got to think the thing is a thing. It's not the thing, but you think it's the thing and it's disappearing <laughs> to that, right? Yeah. Or this interview or that, you don't know. And I'm like, wow, bro, this is the thing, right? So I come, dude. And the guy in front of me goes, oh, wait a minute. He goes, you don't have to worry about a plane. You don't have to worry about a hotel. You can stay at my place because I'm doing something else. I think you'd be great. You crushed it in New York. You're amazing. You can do this. I go, yeah, man. The guy goes to me like this, Roger, right in front of my face. Let me show you how I roll. Picks up his phone. He's calling the guy in front of me. I'm sitting there. Did he literally say, let me show you how I roll? How like that. That's what I got. He goes, let me show you how I roll. <laughs> Picks up the phone. I'm sitting there at Green Street Cafe. Outside, I'm like this. Inside, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. No, no. No, no. Watch this. Ready? <laughs> 
please pick up the phone. Please pick up the phone. Please pick up the phone. Because <laughs> I just wanted to see what that guy would do. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to see what that guy would do, right? And he's calling the GM of baseball for ESPN. So this is his boss. This guy's a big deal. Guy doesn't pick up the phone. Guy doesn't pick up the phone. We finish. I pay for the meal. So the guy goes, this guy's a multi-millionaire. I pay for the meal. So the guy goes, this is no hand-me-downs here, buddy, whatever. I edit like two posts for this guy. And I never hear from him again. Right? Why is that important? And why is this story important? Because 99.9% of people go, fuck this shit. This everybody here is full of shit. Nobody does anything, but let me go. I'm tired, and I'm tired of putting myself out there, whatever, right? Which is normal, man. It's normal. Doesn't mean you suck. Doesn't mean you're lazy. This is hard, dude. To get rejected as a man, man to man, is hard. To get rejected by famous people is even harder, bro. And when I sat there and I saw that, I go, okay. But he said, I can do it. He said, I can do it. He didn't lie about that. I know he didn't motherfucker lie about that. He lied about the other part because whatever, maybe he thought I would be a threat. I don't know. But he said, I could do it. So I start hitting up people that I know. Coincidentally, somebody that I know is my boy who is the president of the Orange Bowl Committee. I go, listen, dude, get me into the Orange Bowl there. Let me interview some people. I'm going to interview people. I'm going to interview people. I became upset. I want to interview people. Get into the Orange Bowl. Florida versus Virginia, Florida versus Virginia. Yeah, Florida versus Virginia, bro. And they brought in two uh, <clears throat> Capital One, Capital One Bowl here at uh, the stadium. They come here. I They had two special people come from each side. From Florida, they had Steve Spurrier. And from Virginia, they had uh, Tiki Barber. Interview Tiki Barber, interview Spurrier. So great. But what happens? As I'm walking there, bro, I see Dan Marino. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking get that Marino. I have my little cousin who was like a sophomore in high school. Girl doesn't know anything about, not that girls don't know, but she's not in the, yeah. in the, in the tech world. Walking with this camera that I have up here. I go, follow me. I go to Dan Marino. I go up right up to Dan Marino. And I go, hey, Dan, man, can I get you real quick for the YouTube? Whatever. He's like, huh? Can I get you real quick for the YouTube? Because for the orange. Yeah, yeah, cool. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. I'm here. Listen, I'm Cuban from Miami. This guy's like our Pope. <laughs> That's and, it. And then, and then I went there. Then I, I am obsessed with what I talk about. I'm obsessed with father-son relation through sport because that's where mine went bad. Of course. That's, where mine, so yeah. that's all I ask. So I go, to, I, I go, Dan, let me ask you a question, man. That fire you have, that thing, man, that everybody wants for their kids growing up. Did your dad play a role in that? What did he teach you? Bro, and the guy, I almost thought he was going to cry. He goes, yeah, man, my, my father, who he's no longer with us anymore, but he taught, bro, and Marino's, even now that he's almost a little hunched back, to bro, he's like six foot four and a half. He's a beast, bro. He's a monster. And I'm six two. So I'm a big dude. And I saw him, I was like, holy shit. Bro, but it goes to show you that after that's all done and then everything else that I've done after, the key was that when somebody told me no, that was super important that I kept going. Mm. Because two things are going to happen. Number one, I'm either going to make it or I'm going to die. And then number two, I'm going to have all these collection of stories. Right? That mm. soon when I get to a point, now I'm going to start giving names. I'm going to start doing with names. I swear. I'm going to say, oh, this guy, I love him, but look what this guy did to me four years ago. And you're going to fall in line like my dad does. You're either going to be a guy that supported me or you're going to be a guy that, eh, there. Last thing I'm going to tell you before I go. 
because I gotta I gotta jump on this thing before I go. So Jake Paul is fighting Addison Gibbs. This is 2000, right? This is why now the internet you can't lose. You just it's what you do with the attention, okay, and how you get it. Check this out. So I'm here and I'm on the interview thing. I'm on the interview thing. So I go. I go to the the pre-fight thing. I go, I tried to get anybody, but bro, Logan has like 50 people over him, whatever. Uh, Jake Moore. I'm able to do Eddie Hearn. I don't know if you know who Eddie Hearn is. He's the boxing guy from the zone. It's like a like the British Don King, but legit. Okay. You know, they, <clears throat> it's a the zone fight. Now he fights for Showtime, but it's the zone. So that was day one. The day of the fight, I'm walking and I see Logan talking to somebody. I go, oh, I'm gonna get Logan now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna interview him. I have my camera on me, nobody else. And I'm watching this kid talk to Logan. Young kid in a suit and tie, good looking kid with a good rap. And he's trying to work for Logan. He's literally going, listen, man, he, he got a fake the zone jacket for his cameraman. He pretended he would work for the zone, but did it. He snuck into the event, right? And he's talking about that story, that story. And I'm watching, I go, man, this guy has a lot of potential. He's got a lot of potential. When Logan asked him, yeah, I think I maybe heard about you, whatever. He goes, dude, let me, what's your channel, whatever. He made Logan look for it on his thing. I go, I don't like that. Because, bro, Logan Paul, to stop and look at your thing, if he doesn't know you, that's not, in a public place, that's not happening. You know what I'm saying? That's too easy, whatever. So the guy finished there, like, yeah, whatever, cool, blah, blah, email me, don't email me. I pull the guy aside. I go, bro, can I tell you something? And I have this on camera. I go, can I tell you something? You're going to make it, bro. And I hadn't seen his work. I hadn't seen not one thing of his work. I go, you're going to make it, dude. The way you approach this guy, the way you got it. But I would change this. Come a little more prepared. So that way you don't have to make this guy look. Just go in and out. It'll be like if you're trying to pick up the hottest chick and the hottest chick. Okay, let's go. And you're like, okay, but you got a room key. You got the, just get the fuck out of there and get, get to it. You got to go to it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this guy was doing. Bro, that kid's name's Eric Decker. At the time, Eric, like he's known now, bro, had 1,400 subscribers on YouTube, 1,400, 1,500. I saw his video after. Okay. This guy is an, a genius, bro. He's like a Mr. Beast with his videos. Right now, Eric has 5 million subscribers on YouTube. Wow. He did a thing where he bought Logan's couch for $10,000. Oh, I know who you're talking about. That's yeah. that guy. That kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid. Think about that, bro. That kid was the kid that I approached. Nobody knew who he was before. There's a spider. Give me one second. All right, go ahead. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it so was about to bite me. <laughs> that's that's one version of that, right? All around Logan Paul, that's one version. The other version, now he's a super successful YouTuber, respected by everybody. He's up there. He, he went from nothing to the upper ech echelons. He's up there. Jake Paul offered him a job, whatever. He's like, no, I'll stay on my own. Whatever best decision he's ever made, he's up there, right? Another guy comes. Jake Paul's first Jake Paul Woodley fight. This guy comes. Guy by the name of Austin Riley. He's a welder in Georgia. But he goes, fuck it, man. I want to go to LA. He wanted this whole thing. He wanted to get into content. A little bit of fame. He's young. But the thing about Eric that makes him successful is he started an editing thing when he was young. So he's a beast editing. 
So he has that production side already. He's a savage. This guy doesn't have that. But this guy comes and he goes, man, I, I want to talk to Logan. I want to talk to Logan. So he goes to the fight, goes backstage, sneaks in, gets to Logan. Which one are you talking about? Okay. The guy's here talking, slips because, bro, you don't understand when you're talking to these dudes, unless you're yourself, right? When you're sneaking into a place or you have enough confidence in what you're about to say, it gets crazy because you either go one way or the other. And because I have so much honest respect for anybody that I talk to or anybody I do, it generates so much that I block any kind of negative thing. Like, oh, wow, this guy's legit, you know? But if you don't have that, you get caught, like I say now, out of pocket. And you're like capping and you get in trouble. So this guy comes and he goes, bro, yeah, man. He goes, listen, man, I want to come work for you. He's like, well, what do you do? I don't know, man, but I just want to come work for you. He's like, he's like, listen, man, I don't have any. And then Logan goes, listen, because it was in Cleveland. He goes, I don't have anybody. Me and my brother just went to LA. We made friends. He goes, you got to make friends. He goes, but I don't have any friends. The whole thing. Yeah, I remember this. Right? This guy's super embarrassed. He was recording that conversation. Goes to his car, crying in tears, does a video about that. That video gets 15 million now on TikTok or something like that, right? The guy blows up. I reach out to him. I get him on my show so that I go, okay, bro, this is where you deserve credit. This is what you got to be careful with. Two things. This is where you deserve credit. This is where you got to be careful with, right? What happens? Bro, the guy took, because he didn't have that talent and that production thing or that, took it and did nothing with it. You know what I'm saying? He, he challenged Logan to a fight. He stayed. And bro, it wasn't about that. Because he didn't make the moment what he should have. He should have, yeah. Which is, listen, man, if he would have stayed honest to himself and just lived his life, it would have changed everything. But what did he do? He's like, I want it so I want the fame of LA and that life so bad that he came across as fake. And that 14 million didn't translate to a career which this guy has yeah no and i, I actually i remember watching um, remember watching, that? watching yeah, that episode that you had with them and when it all happened it wasn't that long ago i, I wouldn't even say a year ago i yeah, mean life it was goes, short amount of time goes, yeah. yeah because it was his first fight it was tyron's fight it, it was mm-hmm. so he's fought woodley twice so it was like well, probably about two years now because no I mean, one year goes, no one year one year one year. Okay, yeah it was last okay. year it was last year because he fought him twice he fought him once i think end of this year of last year and the beginning Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was it was super it was recent, right? Yeah. The then there's people who knows the show going on. <laughs> You're good. So so bro, so that happens, right? Completely missed opportunity. Thought you see, see what I'm saying? Because there wasn't yeah. anything of like, man, I'm gonna just take this and start sharing information, whatever. That's why, like I told my chick. I do the Donald Trump video. Escalates in views super fast. But I keep doing other stuff because I don't want it to be like, oh, my God, I become the Donald Trump guy to talk about Trump and this, this and that. You know, it was good because I felt that conversation. You felt passionate about that, too, because you, you felt it. You've been about the, it. You've yeah, been. About, yeah, about that situation. You know, I'm like, fuck, dude, I don't I don't, I don't want this to happen. It's a super passionate topic on the Internet. I don't like YouTube, the censoring about it. But then I go back to whatever, whatever, and then what I'll do, do maybe. But do a baseball thing here. So I keep it rolling because if you look at, look at two characters, right? The most successful, the most successful online 
YouTube, social media, baseball people aren't ex division one guys. They're characters, right? They're characters or they're people that cover the show real well and they get followers because of that or whatever. And in two characters that are almost the same, right? You take the most popular baseball person to be a character has to be Domingo Ayala. Yeah. Right? yeah. Everybody knows who that guy is, super funny, whatever, whatever. What happens is he's stuck being Domingo Ayala now. Right. And because baseball works the way that it does, because it's so boring and it sucks because they just have to keep it like that. Right. What else can the guy do? Now you take another person, my boy, who's going to, it's going to come on the show soon. Have you see Manolo golf. Oh yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Super hilarious. Whatever. Big beard. Yeah. With the beard, the little short, super same thing. Funny as whatever, but because it's golf, it translates different. So huge following, huge on a cameo, like huge on cameo. And they now started inviting him to tournaments to talk and whatever, because the guy knows golf. See what I'm saying? It's very, and golf gets it because they're independent. And they're like, dude, we got to stay relevant. We stay relevant. But baseball, they don't want that. They don't want a guy like what they want. Hey guys, so top of the ninth here. And it's a uh, two guys at four, uh, two, four here. And we're a, uh, well, pitch right down the middle, and he still has it. Chuck, what do you think? Yeah, Riley, he still does. You know, it comes right down the plate, and that's what they want. They don't want real dudes that talk a certain way, and you're not going to change that for a minute. It's going to take a little time, right? So that's how I think of this. That's how I want you to think about this, bro. My man. 100%, and I can't thank you enough for this, man. Seriously, this has been amazing, and just, I mean, you're doing amazing things. Just just the positivity and everything you're doing. I mean, just the fact that I was able to chat. It's seriously, it's uh thank you keep so it, much. And thank you, thank going. you to Jerry for us setting it up too. Jerry I, I set it up. Him. Yeah, you got you got How do you know Jerry? So I played uh I played with uh, Joe Kubas and and we just played high school ball together and we've known okay. each other for a long time. And uh yeah, I saw that he you I saw that you followed him on Instagram and I just shot him a message. I was like, Hey man, do you know I saw you, you know Coach HP? Can you hook me up? And, Bro, I uh I so I John Jay, we went to a, to a cage here, and he was here. Nito was there. They catch up for the Mets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, know, I know all those guys. Jay, all those guys. I used yeah, to work yeah. out with Jay at Miami. And, yeah, so, yeah, all those guys. And I was just there talking. And one thing that happens to me is my, sometimes my passion takes over, and I over-talk. And, and, I, and I see it. You know, I'm like, ah, maybe it's too And it happens to me a lot. That guy's too soon for that. You know, like, like I had this guy, this, this dude's a, he's a billionaire. And I sit, the first time I meet him, the guy wanted to meet me. And bro, I start telling him, I'm like, dude, you're young, man. Careful with the girls. Like, just say protective stuff, you know? And it's too soon. Like, my chick will tell me, like, oh, why do, why do you do that? But I can't help myself because mm-hmm. I don't I know it. when I'm going to see you again. So yeah. right now, I just gave you like an hour and a half an hour i think of my life like it like if you're my boy my whole life because i don't want to talk to you again right and if i could say anything here that could maybe be like wow man that's interesting that's interesting it it'll it'll change the thing because my boy zach my boy zach is a painter this this painting right here right and then i have a saw who's a painter that right so this dude reaches out to me. I have Eric on our DNC of Barstool Sports on my show. He reaches out to me. He's like, bro, how do I connect with her, man? 
I wish everybody wants. I want awareness. Everybody's missing. Everybody's a star. You just got to get discovered, right? And I go to him. He's young. He's 24. So four years younger than you. He's in Tennessee. Coincidentally, in the unboxing, Dave had already gotten one of his pictures and spoke. The guy threw like five pictures to Dave in the unboxing that the guy crushed it. Amazing. I go, bro, you're looking at this the wrong way, man. It's what you bring to the table. You're asking without getting. Well, I mean, you're asking without giving. So you're going to get shut down. So don't worry about getting her on a show. Don't worry about No, no, no. Worry about giving, bro. Start sending pictures left and right. Start doing this. Start doing that. And let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Guy's the official painter of ours now. <laughs> right? This guy over here. This guy's in Dallas. Reaches out to me. Just like you did. Reaches out to me the same way. I'm on the show. He's like, dude, I uh, I want to get you a painting. I go, okay. Sends me the painting. We'll have it back there. I go to him. He's a big Jorge Masvidal guy. I had on the show his trainer, both his trainers. And I go, all right, let's uh, he go send it to him, bro. I'll give it to him. I don't know Jorge personally, but I know them. I had it here, but I had it for like a year and a half. I finally gave it to the guy. That never happened, right? But what happens? I go to these guys, bro, put the shit and put it up there. Something will happen. I'm telling you, something's going to happen. Bro, when I had Constant Schwartz, the Michael Strahan's partner in Smack Entertainment, she represents Michael, Dion, Aaron Andrews, Tony Gonzalez, Jim Glazer, ton of people. Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg. So I'm here and she goes at the end, she goes, Hey, I like that painting. Who's that painting? I go, Which one? She goes, That one. Oh, I like the painting. I go, All right. I'm going to get you one of those paintings. You are? Oh, no, you don't have to. Whatever. Very successful. I go, I'll get you a painting. Boom. I call the guy. I go, Listen to me, bro. You have to do a painting, do it strong. I'll take care of it. I'll pay for it. Whatever it is, you have to do this for yourself. No, I said, listen to me. You have to do this for yourself. Brother, shipping alone, because this motherfucker did something so big. The shipping alone, <laughs> got a thousand something dollars to put this fucking thing. Because you, you can't go UPS. You have to go craters and freighters, buddy. Craters and freighters out of Dallas to go from Dallas to Manhattan Beach. I think she's at or someplace there in Los Angeles by the water. Bro. Three days from this woman getting that painting, she hits him up. He hasn't posted this yet. We're going to post this part anyway. She hits him up. It's like, listen, I want to commission you to do a painting for Snoop Dogg. Wow. See what I'm saying here, man? See yeah. what I'm saying? A guy that took the yellow bus, a guy that had insecurity issues because I was getting my ass kicked. I didn't have a fucking Nintendo. I didn't have a TV in my room. I had nothing. I used to remember when the, you're too young, but the ice cream man used to be the shit when you were young. Like the ice no, cream I remember. Man. I remember. In Hali, yeah, when I used yeah. to be with my cousins, we used yeah. to hear it out all the time. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, right? And I was the kind of guy that my dad never spent money on anything. So my dad was like, no, 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 there's food at the house. My dad worked for Pepsi for 30 years. There's food and, and, not, a, and not a white collar, blue collar guy, like stacking the shelves at Sedano's, Publix, all that stuff. And my dad was like, no, but we never bought a Gatorade. We were at a batting cage with a team. We never ate a Gatorade, un pastelito, a nothing. I'm a Tamiami guy. 
Tamiami used to have the best la, pizza ever, bro. So that I was a pizza guy. I wasn't a big fan, but the pizza at the time, right bro, by the playground, right by no, no, well, yes, right there by where the football thing was, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and I would fantasize about <laughs> that pizza. I would come, and I would, and I say this probably now, I would go to garbage dumpsters around the thing, and some people would eat the pizza, and they would just throw it out, and I. And I could have been seven, eight, nine, ten. Hold on. Where do you want to go, babe? Come here. Come here. Hurry. I'm going to see. Dile hello. Meet a Roger. Dile hello, Roger. Meet a Roger. Dile hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. How are you? Okay. Bye. Let's go, Patty. Let's go, Patty. Go, 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 go. Brother, I used to eat off the garbage in there leftover pizza that kids and people used to throw out and i used to eat that like a champion bro because my dad never believed in that see what i'm saying yeah no i get it so i grew up with that so now i can't lose man i can't lose i never thought i'd get on private planes i never thought i would know celebrities i never thought celebrities would reach out to me to work with their like my life is so complete which is why i could spend this amount of time with Cause I got nothing else to prove except continue winning so that people can be like, wait a minute, what did I do? What is this guy? What did HP do? Right. I did this right. What did HP fucked up? I fucked up here and just keep that going, man. That's what I care about. That's it. No. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And all right, my man, cause we could talk forever. I appreciate keep it you. going, dude. Okay. <laughs> I wish you Godspeed, bro. Keep it going. And I look forward to seeing the content. Absolutely. Thank all you right, so dude, much. Take it once easy. Again. Have Bye. a good one. <laughs>